0: to the bookstore. It's like a book club, but we actually read the book. I'm Becca. And I'm Corinne. And it's the new year. Hopefully, if all goes well, I will have this out New Year's Eve 2023. And it'll be ready to for you to listen to uh, early tomorrow morning if you choose or not um, depending on how much champagne you have tonight and uh, I will have none because I'll probably just be editing this episode (laughs) (laughs) but uh, we for this episode um, it's our typical year in view episode where we talk about our reading for this year um, any goals that we have whether or not we like goals um, resolutions whether or not we like resolutions Um, and the we'll do some superlatives, as we like to call them, where we talk about... Uh, they're just kind of prompts for us to talk about the reading that we did this year. And then after that, we have um, our prompts, um, our new prompts for the Bookstore Challenge. And we'll be talking about those at the end of the episode. You'll be able to find the graphic that shows the the prompts um, for your use and reference that will be on our Instagram page and on our website. Um, I also made a TikTok while well, we'll be making a tiktok about it. um and that's just kind of the overview of what you're going to get here today. I guess we'll just get started. Okay. All right. How do we usually start this? <laughs> so, <laughs> um I think we we do cuz we both have like some little, you know, stats and fun facts about our our books. So, how how much did you read this year? You oh. always read more than me. That's Yeah. Not, that's nothing new. <laughs>
1: Well, I will start out with just general podcast stuff. We did 25 episodes, which includes this one. And we read 26 books to discuss specifically for the podcast. Yes.
0: And we also did a handful of episodes for our Patreon Um, Mm -hmm. Where we introduced a new series called I'm Never Going to Read That, in which one of us reads a book that neither of us have any interest in reading, but that is popular and zeitgeisty, and then explains it in extreme detail to the other while we, um, you know, make fun of it, probably. It's irreverent, um, and it's not meant to offend you if any of these books are your favorite book in the world, but they might. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But if you're interested in those, those are on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the bookstore.
1: So to our personal reading accomplishments. So my goal this year was 75 books. I read 79. I would say probably about five of those I read or finished because I had been like sort of slowly reading all year mm-hmm. in the past like two weeks because I've had a lot of time off of work. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well,
0: I read... More books than I read last year. So that's an improvement. Not as many books as my goal. My goal is always 52. I just don't really change it. But this year I read 14 more books than last year. I don't know if I said that. And I for a total of 44 books. Um, I feel like that's pretty good. I though like really tapered off in the last few weeks just haven't been able to get anything read. I was kind of hopeful that I might be able to pull off a bit more. But Turns out, even if you're on vacation, when you have a child, it actually makes things a lot harder to get done. (laughs) So, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I imagine. (laughs) Turns out that most of that free time you have is just taken up by, like, making sure that he doesn't fall off of everything in your house. (laughs) So... um but yeah um 33 of the books that i read were fiction and 11 were non-fiction um i don't have a precise count of how many audiobooks i read um just because like a lot of them i would start as like the actual physical book copy but then have to read (laughs) the audiobook after that when i Mm -hmm. realized that i was running out of time before we had to record um and then um just like some random miscellany. Um, I bought a lot more books than I have any right to. Um, I was doing a really good job of not buying that many and just using the library. But I wound up buying a lot of books. And this was mainly spurred by me reading The Mount by Carol Emshuler, which I've been talking about constantly for all year, and I'm sorry. But um, I fell down this rabbit hole trying to find more books that fit that vibe. I wound up finding a genre not genre called slipstream fiction and uh, that led to me buying a bunch of the books that i bought um almost all were secondhand so that's not terrible right and then that also led to me choosing um ice by anna kavan um kavan for our december prompt so it wasn't totally fruitless
1: (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, I um I had to do some math, but so I read seventy nine books, twenty-two of those were nonfiction, which makes fifty-seven fiction, and then thirteen were audio books. Um Just some things, I don't know, my, I really sort of followed some themes for my nonfiction. Like I read two books about nightclub fires, uh, Fire (laughs) in the Grove, The Coconut Grove Tragedy and Its Aftermath by John C. Esposito. This was a fire that happened in a, I believe, Boston nightclub back in the, Mm -hmm. it was during, um, it was right after Prohibition. So I think it was the 1940s. And then also Killer Show, The Station Nightclub Fire, America's Deadliest Rock Concert by John Berilich. So this one, probably you might remember this. It happened in the 2000s. And it was the old 80s metal band Great White was playing. And uh, that is a really good book. There's also another one about the same nightclub fire. But it's essentially like written to absolve the owners of any responsibility yeah. So if you're if you're interested in reading about the Station Nightclub fire, read Killer Show. Don't read the other one. The other one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's also like incredibly terrifying. So if you have a fear of getting out of buildings uh, during a fire, uh, avoid it because it does yeah. go into detail about what the patrons had to go through. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then the other theme was I read two books about Grey Gardens. Grey Gardens, everybody should watch this movie. It's like probably, I think, like a forerunner of the sort of reality show documentary style uh, shows. And it's about Jackie Kennedy's relatives. uh edith bouvier Beale and little edie and uh they're living in this like decrepit mansion in the hamptons anyway i read a book called the bouviers by john h davis which is just like a history of the family and then the marble fawn of gray gardens by jerry tory which is which is jerry if you've seen the film jerry is like their handyman this is his uh memoirs about the time spent with them and a little bit about his rest of his life too but uh but yeah So I don't know, got really into those those two subjects. (laughs) If
0: I had any themes, it was that I continued to read every book I could find about, um, like, the conspiracies that were born of the last Mm. several years. And uh, I read all of them. (laughs) So um, I think maybe... The best of them were "They Knew" by Sarah Kenzier and um, "Doppelgangers" or "Doppelganger" by Naomi Klein, which you also read and really liked, yes. but for different reasons. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, um, which also led you on a, a different kind of like rabbit hole of books about
1: doppelgangers and twins. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's um, one of my favorite parts about it is all the discussion about yeah. <laughs> media representation of doppelgangers. All
0: right. Anything else, there? Should we move on to superlatives?
1: Let's move on to superlatives. Who wants okay. to go
0: first? All right. The first one is best book cover, and my choice for best book cover. This is very specific because I'm sure there's been a hundred thousand editions of it, but my version um, or copy of *The Dispossessed* by Ursula K. Le Guin has like this incredible font um, on it that is like just is very kind of like ep- not epic fantasy, but like like. like fantasies, space fantasy inspired. um, And I I love it. It's it's perfectly of a time and place. Um, And so that one is my my personal favorite.
1: That is a good one. It's better than mine. Um, My favorite book cover is YN by Esther E. It is black and white. And it's got like a it's got a drawing of like a dancer I think sort of like looking in a ballroom but looking in a mirror and you can see like copies of this dancer and I don't know I just like the art style of the drawing
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: I always will love a nice kind of simple black and white cover yeah it's also like a good antidote to
0: like all the colorful blobby covers that have Mm -hmm. been like incredibly popular over the last several years it's a, a very different style it sticks out in that way yeah um Yeah, so next, best title. What is your pick for best title?
1: I picked Present Tense Machine by Gunhild Oyehag, which you actually had mentioned in our episode that this was a very good title, so I'm kind of stealing your idea for that. (laughs) Well, I also chose it. I didn't look at
0: yours this time either, and I say that every time, but I I did not look at yours really this time, and I also
1: chose Present Tense Machine. (laughs) Yeah, it's just good. I think it's like... It's such a good representation, I think, of what the book is about. And it also, I think,
0: was a misreading that she had in the book. Yes. It came from, yeah, it was like a street sweeper or something going by. And I can't remember what it was supposed to say, but she misread it as present tense machine instead of whatever else it was. So I love,
1: I love that um, for worst title. Mine was An Unkindness of Ghosts by River Solomon. This was not one of my favorite books that we read. And the title just doesn't make any sense. There's, what are the ghosts? Like, they're they're mentioned maybe once in the book. I can't remember. There's some sort of, but it's not clear if it's a ghost or like some kind of hallucination. An unkindness, like I guess a group of ghosts. I don't know. It just, it very much feels like... This is going to sound cool, but it doesn't really, it's not cool if it doesn't make any sense to what the book is about.
0: Yeah. Um, and again, this is just like proof that we have the same brain, which is like, <laughs> is our podcast good when we have all the same thoughts? I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I also chose An Unkindness of Ghosts. Um, yeah. For basically all of the same reasons. It, I mean, the book didn't really seem to have that much to do with ghosts you would think that maybe they had something to do with like the choices or decisions or guidance of the characters in the book. And they don't um, it. Uh, yeah. It just, yeah. It, it feels like somebody who, who just learned that like a group of crows is called a murder and they're like, I could come up with some of those. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then did that. <laughs> um, and then proceeded to write a book that wasn't about it. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Oh um you suggested a new superlative this year which was weirdest book and I decided to insert it in my list right here so if you okay. want to choose yeah what do you think is the weirdest book we read this year cuz we I mean I guess we should maybe introduce introduce this this category because one thing we're going to do is we're going to read weird books um and so yeah. I assume this will continue to be relevant in, in coming years.
1: <laughs> well, and I think, too, we don't just read weird books for the podcast. I think both of us also like to read weird books. Yeah. But if I were to pick a podcast book that was weird, it's definitely Ice. Yeah. Brianna, come on, you know, obviously. <laughs> yes. that's the one. Uh, the non-podcast book. I read a couple weird ones, but I will pick The Infernal Desire Machines of Dr. Hoffman by Angela Carter. Oh, of course. Weird Queen. Oh, yes. Um even if you have only read her like short stories, she is like extremely descriptive, like not for me not to the point where it's like purple prose, but like along those lines. Yeah. Everything is like an assault on your senses, and this book I don't even know if I can even begin to say what it's about. (laughs) It's like this (laughs) Dr. Hoffman has taken over this town or city or country. It's unclear. And everything changes. So like you might be trying to like get somewhere and then you look at a street sign and the street sign turns into like a snake or your house is now a jungle. Like he is just doing this. And so then the main character is trying to stop him from doing this it gets into some really weird sex stuff. <laughs> there are centaurs that have like a fertility ritual that involves them evacuating their bowels all at the same time. <laughs> it's bizarre. Uh, so yes, that I think would be my app's weirdest non podcast.
0: Yeah, ice obviously was my choice. Also, we read that fairly recently and it was just, um, incredibly hallucinatory and, um, very weird, uh, especially in its, you know, structure and, um, where the character goes and how he gets to those places. Um, so that is definitely for the podcast, our weirdest book. If I'm picking from stuff that I, read outside of the podcast um i want to throw out uh guten again uh i read a book of her short stories yes oh that was a cat (laughs) (laughs) i read a book of her short stories called evil flowers that was very weird um again um i don't think anything could could probably top them out by carol amschwiller um yeah which is about a (laughs) Uh, alien race that colonizes the earth and they have very incredibly weak legs and they use human beings as basically their race horses so <laughs> there we go that does it and also
1: that one cover of the guy kid i don't know how yes. old the person is in the like <laughs> what do i want to call it the saddle and like the yeah. get up is so yeah. <laughs> bizarre it's a
0: weird book everything about it's weird it's perfect i mean i read a lot of weird books so like i kind of want to shout out like a lot of them that i read this year if i could just run through them yeah hold on let me see i gotta get my goodreads pulled up Probably not as many as I like to think there is. The Membranes by um, Shi Tao Wei. Um, that one is like an apocalypse um, of people like living under the sea. And that was translated um, lit from Taiwan. Evil Flowers, I mentioned. You know what? Time Shelter was a pretty weird book, too. Honestly, we read weird. that one yeah. for the podcast. That might be all that I managed to get done this year. <laughs> Death with Interruptions, also pretty weird. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but those are those are the... A couple non podcast ones. The membranes was was quite strange if you're um interested in kind of like sci fi um dystopias uh uh cyborg stuff. So it yeah. <laughs> might be worth checking out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um yeah. So Next, um uh, what's what book surprised you the most this year? We call this the biggest surprise book.
1: I guess I would say In a Lonely Place by Dorothy B Hughes. So I love this is like a perfect book to me. We mm-hmm. read we read quite a lot of really good books this year, but I
0: think we had an excellent year for reading.
1: We had a short patch
0: in there that was like not super but then it there got was a really bit good. of a run yeah.
1: i feel like in yeah. march or something like that but other than that we've had re- some really like not just good but like excellent like examples so uh this in a lonely place is detective noir i probably watch more noir movies than i do read the books but i'm fairly familiar with how the genre goes and mm-hmm. I just feel like in this, Hughes like clearly knows the genre so well and she's sort of able to like flip it into something that you don't expect. And yeah, it's just it's it was excellent. And I guess I went into it knowing nothing about it and I assumed that it would be kind of more basic. I would still probably like it, but I did not expect to be just like completely blown away by yeah. it that I was.
0: It was very engrossing uh for me um Mm -hmm. so yeah that was a great book um mine I think the one that surprised me the most I don't know if this is recency bias but um YN by Esther Yee Mm -hmm. it was like most of what I knew about it was that a lot of people that have read it didn't like it very much and so I was a little nervous and cautious and then reading it I was like what is it that people don't like about this I, I, I thought it was great um Again, a weird book that we read, a very weird book, but um, although not as weird as other books that we read, (laughs) pales in comparison to some of the weirdness. But yeah, I I thought that I thought this was like criminally underrated by basically all other readers. Um, Yeah. So that one, that one surprised me because I, I was worried about it.
1: Yeah, I was worried about... I was worried that it would be kind of one of those contemporary books that just wasn't written very well is what I was Mm -hmm. kind of worried about. (laughs) And it definitely uh, exceeded my expectations in that way. All right. Yeah. Um, Okay. An author you can't wait to read more of. I am going to go with Tony Cade
0: Bambara. We read um, Mm. Gorilla My Love in August or September, maybe. And uh, I I really liked it. That's just short stories. And I think... um, you know, short stories can be kind of tough to, like, nail down as to whether or not that person's going to, like, is good at, like, full-length novels or not, but I there was enough there um, for me to know that, like, Todi K. Bimbara knows what she's doing. Um, she's got a lot of other books uh, that, for whatever reason, are hard to come by, um, and uh, I would love to um, check some of those out. And then I had another one, um, Naomi Klein, who writes mostly Mm -hmm. nonfiction. Um, I would like to check out some of those other books, um, books like The Shock Doctrine, I think are like really sort of foundational to like anti-capitalist, um, thought, um, and at least, um, contemporarily. So, um, I'd like to check out some of those other ones too.
1: My first pick is Eun Lee, which is kind of uh, a cop-out because I've already read other Eun Lee. And I have her latest book of short stories that I bought this year waiting for me. But I just love everything she writes. And uh, my other one would be Angela Carter, which is also a cop-out because I've read lots of her work already. (laughs) But (laughs) I want to read more. Um,
0: Okay, what is a book that disappointed you this year? And again, we always kind of have to, like, caveat this with, you know, this could be just, like you it just didn't feel right for you at the time or you know like you thought it was going to be one thing but it turned out to be another or or it could be as simple as you had high expectations and turns out that they were not met
1: so mine is all this could be different by sarah thunga matthews and this is not like a bad book necessarily like i wouldn't say that i wouldn't tell somebody not to read it you know. Right. But I really expected it to be more about and based on like kind of what we talked about, why you picked it was more about like community building. Mm -hmm. And it really felt very self-centered on the main character. So that was disappointing. Like you go into something thinking it's going to be one thing and then you get something else. And that something else happens not to be my favorite thing is spending a lot of time inside the head of somebody who is just an asshole (laughs) and (laughs) if they do have a turnaround it just comes so fast like there's no build-up to it it's just like okay mm, and I'm cured kind of thing and that's what was really for me disappointing about that book I Also chose all this could be different Um, (laughs) for many
0: of the same reasons. I think I'll go a little bit further and say that like what I knew about Matthews was was that um, they had um, started like a mutual aid network during the pandemic and stuff. And and based on the title, you would think that it was maybe about like building a system or a life or a community that that, uh, runs like you know counter to the the systems that we deal with every day institutionally and stuff and it just it didn't have enough of that um and so that kind of bummed me out um but yeah i, I just wish it had been more like what the title <laughs> was kind of putting forth uh, a, a book that you're most likely
1: to re- recommend this year i would say true grit by charles portis this is again i think one of those just perfect books And I would say to recommend to, like, the widest variety of people. Like, I'm obviously, like, I am not going to, I really loved YN. That's not going to be for everybody. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But True Grit, I really feel like it just, like, everything about it, it's so funny. The characters are so memorable. And it's not that long. It keeps the story going. It's just endlessly entertaining. And I think that like, even if it's somebody who hasn't read a book in six years, I think this I would recommend it to Pretty much anybody.
0: I also chose True Grit, and <laughs> I also I chose um, I chose two actually, and these are books that I have recommended to people in my life, uh, in real life, and they are In a Lonely Place by Dorothy B. Hughes mm. and True Grit by Charles Portis, which were both for the same prompt, which I find funny, but I, I did it for the same reason. I think In a Lonely Place might be a little bit more difficult just because of the subject matter um, being what it is; it's a little dark. But I think you know, since most people not most people, but many people like popularly um, and broadly speaking, like mysteries. Um, I think that's a good option for them. So they're used to that genre. And then again, for the same reasons you talked about True Grit, I think, I just think that the most people would get a kick out of that. Um, And it's for good reasons. Um, The same reasons that I loved it. So yeah. Yeah that that's that's the ones but i have literally recommended those to people yeah.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay i will okay next one i'll let you go first because i keep uh going first and then oh that's okay <laughs> the same one um, <laughs> but uh, your favorite character
0: i don't know if it is appropriate to choose a real person for favorite character but tete uh michelle Kapamasi uh of um, uh, an African in Greenland. Um, that's his his memoir. Um, he just seems like, I don't know, like his, his, just his spirit of just like, he was so determined um, to get to Greenland and to travel there based on, um, you know, having become like obsessed with it when he was a child um, living in Togo. And just, yeah, his sheer determination and just like also open-mindedness and willingness mm-hmm. to just kind of, experience what everybody offered to him was truly like joyful to read Uh, i think he's probably an excellent person in real life (laughs) too yeah Uh,
1: my favorite character is maddie ross from true grit which is i think i mean i think she is just one of those all-time great literary characters like i'm not the first one who has been (laughs) taken in by her but yeah she's just great Okay, um, a book you would like to see a movie adaptation of. I
0: don't know that like there was something that like really, really stuck out to me this year for this, but I think that the books of Jacob should be made into an extremely mm. long television series. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say I'm going to have I'm going to say two of them. So Gorilla My Love by Tony Cade Bambara. I think that would work really well as like a, you know, like highbrow miniseries. Yeah. Um, just because it's got so many good characters and it's all contained in like one apartment place or one street. Mm-hmm. So I just think that would end up really, being really well done. And then I'm also going to say How to Say Babylon by Sophia Sinclair, which I read not for the podcast. It is a memoir of Sinclair. She grows up in it's her growing up in Jamaica with like an extremely conservative Rastafarian father. I didn't know anything about the Rastafarian um, religion or lifestyle, as they call it. And so it was just a really it's I mean, it's an excellent, excellent memoir. She's a poet. So, of course, memoirs by poets are always really well written, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's just so fascinating. And she's she is also very like open-minded and forgiving and really does the work to like look into why she believes these things gives sort of gives credit to her father for what he tried to do even if he went about it in the completely wrong way and yeah I just think that would be a really good because it also is very much like Here's a beginning, here's an end kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it like would work really well in a in a like coming of age movie format. I think this would be really hard, but in the right hands, like a
0: like a Michel Gondry or something like that, like some mm-hmm. sort of like weird, inventive, uh like indie um film director, I think Present Tense Machine could be yeah. like a really interesting um movie. Um but yeah, that's my last little Little thing to say there. Um, and how about your
1: favorite book? I have three of them, All and right. I could probably pick more. But I am gonna say the Book of Goose by Eun Lee. Loved that book. Anything that is about a woman, two women, two girls—I should say—having uh, a relationship, friendship, experiencing this sort of like deep love that they may or may not be able to actually like articulate. Love it. Um, the Books of Jacob that, again, changed my mind about what literature could be. And then I'm also going to say Nights at the Circus by Angela Carter, which is one of again, one of those perfect books. It is about a uh, journalist who goes to kind of investigate whether this woman who says she has wings like real wings. She's like kind of like a does um aerial an aerial show. Mm -hmm. this is back i don't know when it's supposed to be set actually late 1800s or early 1900s and he goes to investigate whether it's actually true and she basically takes him into her dressing room and starts telling this like hugely long story about her life he joins the circus because he falls in love with her they go off to russia there's a train accident it (laughs) ends up into like magical realism it is just so good, and uh, the action never stops. <laughs> that sounds excellent. <laughs> Those um, are my three <laughs> favorite books.
0: <laughs> I feel like I maybe chose the books of Jacob not just because it was I mean, it was fantastic and like insanely researched, um, but also, I invested so much time into it that I feel like you know it's like law, sunk sunk cost fallacy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's, it better be my favorite um not true but um i mean it is one of my favorites um not true that that's the only reason um and then of course the mount yeah i know shut up already um and then uh um oh i i think i just Oh, do I just want to say, I think one book that I still think about a lot with like a lot of fondness in like a kind of like a cozy way is Fight Night by Miriam Taves. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Miriam Taves. Fight Night was, I think, just really sweet and filled with... um, uh three characters um the narrator is a a young girl and she's like kind of taking care of her grandmother who is just this like uh indefatigable older woman who kind of won't be told no for anything um and it was just I don't know it was so sweet and I was crying in the the cafe that I
1: finished reading it in so I I think about (laughs) that one a lot fondly (laughs) all right what are your what is your favorite episode of 2023 First and foremost,
0: I am a hater and I love going back and listening to the books, uh, the episodes of the books that I just absolutely hated. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I just like love doing that. And I think, um, I, I haven't listened to it in a while, but a darker shade of magic by VE Schwab was one of those episodes. Mm. So, um, I think I probably have some pretty spicy takes, um, and, uh, some pretty
1: impassioned, um, uh, feelings, so <laughs> yeah, I am gonna say the books of Jacob by Olga Tarkchik. I think that I, I mean I'm not saying anything. You haven't, we haven't already both said <laughs> about it, but it just was really like it was so expansive. It was kind of hard to get down and talk about it, but. I feel like we both did a good job of picking out what we did want to talk about. So it was like I was just proud of us for yeah. being able to sort of condense all of that into something that it's an episode that does make sense. And um, I, and yeah, and it was just really fun to get to talk about as well. Yeah. Um, OK. Any honorable mentions that we
0: didn't, you know, maybe get a chance to, to say a word about, but you want to uh, you want to speak about?
1: You already mentioned an African in Greenland, so that was on my list for honorable mentions. I also want to mention The Fawn by Magda Zabo. We're big Magda Zabo heads over here, (laughs) and just the way she, again, I say again as if this wasn't published like 50 years ago, (laughs) is able to write about this. Like, it's like an unlike, should be an unlikable character, but she makes these women. Like, I don't know, they, they do these bad things and think these bad things, but like also it's in a way where I'm like, maybe I also have thought those kind of same things and like the things you're sort of ashamed of. Uh, she's, Mm -hmm. so she's able to write it in a way where you don't hate the character. Yeah. Yeah. And then I will also give an honorable mention to Stella Maris by Cormac McCarthy, Partly I want to bring this up because I do want to mention we have a TikTok. We haven't been posting a lot on it, but... We've posted more in the
0: last 24 hours than we have in the last nine months. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But anybody listening needs to go. If you have TikTok, go to it. Watch Corinne's story about... Cormac McCarthy, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Ancillary, but yeah. (laughs) Very funny. But uh, so this book, Stella Maris, it's really short. I listened to it on audio. I also listened to the book that sort of comes before it. I don't know if you'd really call two books a series, but The Passenger. And Stella Maris features a character from The Passenger. And it is just Stella Maris is just told in the form of transcripts. Between this character and her psychiatrist, she is a genius, but she's also been diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. And so she has hallucinations. And it's wow. just a really interesting format to tell a story. And I also found her, Alicia is her name, to be the most interesting character from The Passenger. So, yes. Yes. That's, I guess, all my honorable mentions, I think.
0: That sounds very different than most of his writing. Yes. Um, it and is. I do also have the audiobook of that. I should check that out. Um, yeah, both of them, actually. Uh, yeah, my honorable mentions. I don't think we brought up Maude Martha by Gwendolyn Brooks. I think it was oh, the first was book we read this to. year.
1: Yeah, I was um, going to.
0: Yep. It's, uh, I, it's a beautiful like very short book um Gwendolyn Brooks was a poet um and it's evident in this novel because she is completely masterful with her language and it I think the book is out of print in the U.S. but it has had a recent edition in the UK that you can get your hands on if you can't find a used copy over here um, and you are over here looking for it um, but yeah I, I think that one is one that is um, slept on unfairly and I think it belongs up there with like Zora Neale Hurston and, and Toni Morrison and I know we don't do resolutions anymore. (laughs) 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 I think last year I said um, something like, try to carve out more time that makes sense for reading like before bed, and I didn't do a good job. There were times where I did a better job of getting off of my phone. um, That will continue to be an uphill battle, but... Um, my resolution that I'm kind of stating this year is not going to have anything to do with my goals for reading, but I do need to reevaluate how many books I own <laughs> and how many I buy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, that feels like really tangible and easy to do. Um, I can fairly easily go through and either find books to donate or put in little free libraries in my neighborhood or or sell back to used bookstores, so I think that's that's something I gotta do before I die under a collapsed pile of <laughs> unread books in my dining room
1: <laughs> i I also have one that's not really related to reading but We mentioned TikTok already. I would like to start posting on there. I think that when you kind of just come into book talk, there's a lot of the primary books are not books that we would read, period. Mm -hmm. Sorry, they're just not like (laughs) they're not something that appeals to us. And I know that there absolutely has to be a community of people who are reading the backlist, who are reading those like super weird books like The Mount, um, So I want to kind of like find that and the only way to do it is to make TikToks and to be involved in that. And then also it's just the idea like every time I make one, I'm like, I absolutely hate this. But the (laughs) only way I'm ever going to get better at it is to make more of them. So just kind of like forcing myself uh, and I don't know, it's just weird. It's like I can talk to you about this stuff, but the minute I'm in front of like my phone, I it's I humiliating just, to like, I don't talk know how to, yeah. yeah nothing <laughs> I don't know how people make it seem so natural to talk to it. It's like very impressive. But... The answer is
0: that I do forty five takes of the same exact thing, I do yeah, it over and over and over again until I end up at one where it's like I am so rehearsed <laughs> it's it's going just yeah. fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that and and because it would be fun, it would be fun to like talk more about the books that I don't read for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So. It's not, it's just, uh, you know, yeah. So I guess that. Maybe, hopefully, (laughs) I can make more TikToks instead of just 20 in, you know, end of December, beginning of January, and then never make another one (laughs) for the rest of the year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. I'm going to try to make some about the prompts, which we are going to talk about right now. (laughs) But um, we do have prompts. Um, We like to do these to give ourselves... An opportunity to make a decision <laughs> that's yes. slightly narrowed down. <laughs> um, yes. This is the fourth year, I believe, we have done this. This will be the fourth year. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, and so do we have anything else we'd like to preface this with?
1: Um, I'll just say that we will have like one um, graphic that shows all of them. I, we really didn't use, we did a lot of graphics, <laughs> Corinne, you did a lot of graphics, and we started out the year really strong using them, and then we sort of fell off, so I think that we didn't do all of that this year, no. um, because uh, it's just not in our DNA to post those graphics, Look, <laughs> No, it's just not in our DNA to do a lot of social media. Social media so.
0: doesn't feel good, and I am on, in 2024, I am on that, only feel good shit (laughs) so
1: (laughs) yeah so we will have our by the time this episode comes out we will have posted the graphic on instagram um we will also have our website will be updated with a post about it too and we'll also have a story graph challenge on there as well that will be live too yeah and And i'll link everything in the website and
0: the bio of the uh Link in, not bio, link in um, the show notes of the episode. Yes. Et cetera. Um, Yeah, so. uh, Let's go every other. Yeah, why not?
1: You (laughs) can start out since your birthday's in Yes, um, and yours is in
0: February, so it works out (laughs) perfectly. (laughs) So January's prompt is to read a book that is set um, in the place where you are from or where you live now. Again, oh, we should also say up top, if you're new to this, um, we you these are open to interpretation you're allowed to do this however you want to make them work for you however you want um no one is going to be there um i don't know wagging a rule book at you there is no rule book and that is straight from the horse's mouth so don't worry about how you do this So January's prompt is to read a book that is set in the place where you're from. That can be where you're from right now. That could be where you were born. That could be as broadly as the planet Earth. If, you know, maybe it's a hard month and you can't figure it out. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But we actually already have these picked out since um, we need to start reading them like almost immediately. So we can talk about what we've chosen for this one. If you would like
1: to. Becca will be first. Yes. So I chose Daughters of Eve by Lois Duncan. This is actually a book that I read like in high school when I was going through my Lois Duncan phase. Mm -hmm. It's set in Michigan in a made up town. Yeah. Um, but yes it's about a secret feminist cabal <laughs> that maybe hurts men we'll see <laughs> I think I read this one too but I don't
0: really remember it um, but yeah very excited it's been a while since we've done a Lois Duncan or anything like quite as like teenage noir yeah. campy version of dramatic of- yes. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting we love Lois Duncan here um, and then I have chosen something by Jim Harrison who is a an author who is from Michigan. Um, That's another part of this challenge, I guess. You could also choose a book by an author who is from the place that you are from as well. Um, But this, I think, I don't know, we talked about it a little bit. We can make this decision on the podcast if you would like to. Do you want to do True North? That one's almost 400 pages long. Do you think we can do that?
1: It is long, but we are doing Daughters of Eve. Yeah first which is really short yeah so why not okay let's try it let's challenge ourselves <laughs> for the challenge we are
0: gonna go with true north by jim harrison then um okay. and that one takes place in the up um which is for people who are not from michigan <laughs> the upper peninsula um and that is not where i'm from
1: but it is part of the state where i am from so we're going with it yes <laughs> Okay, so February is a memoir by a writer. This could be an author of fiction. This could be an author of nonfiction, a journalist. Poet. Just make sure that... Yeah. Yeah. Their basic profession is writing, and now they're writing a memoir.
0: (laughs) Could it be a memoir by a memoirist? (laughs) Like, all they do is write memoirs.
1: (laughs) I mean, it could be, but, like, I kind of... I mean, I'm not going to pick that because like, I think that, I don't know, I kind of like the idea of the memoir by a different type of writer, but also, again, yes, that absolutely technically fits the prompt, (laughs) so... You could definitely do that and have a, a memoir by a ghost writer. That would be interesting. Well, oh, I don't know how to find that.
0: No, I mean, plenty of memoirs are written by ghost writers for other people. But
1: yeah, the, and that's <laughs> also what I'm trying to avoid, too, is presumably if they're a writer themselves, they won't use a ghost writer. Yeah. But also, these are all conditions I'm setting for myself. So <laughs> not necessarily right. about the prompt. Yes
0: um and then in march the prompt is to read a book with a name in the title um so this could be again anything you want it to be i found a um i found a goodreads list that was like you know books with people's names in the titles and like Mm. in the comments people were fighting over breakfast at tiffany's because they were like tiffany's is a place it's not a name um And then I thought, you know what, why can't you use a place name as the name in the title? You can if you want to. I mean,
1: yeah, I don't, I can't even with that because, of course, Tiffany is a name. I know. And Tiffany's would be considered, because that is still a person's name anyway. It was named
0: for a person, I believe, right? I would think so, but. I'm going to look that up i'm gonna go be so pedantic to this argument that happened seven years ago it okay lewis comfort tiffany yeah it was his last name so yeah. that so, counts to that me that counts yeah yes anyway yeah <laughs> <That> <laughs> i love arch. the movie with tiffany <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> tiffany hepburn anyway sorry <laughs> cut that out okay okay <laughs> Uh, all right, April is genre environmental fiction. So we are kind of like running out. We always do these sort of genre prompts, and we're sort of running out <laughs> of more ideas. But this one, April is um, Earth Day mm-hmm. is in April, right? Yes. Um, so this is going to be uh, environmental fiction. Is basically when nature is is like a main character, or the plot revolves around nature. So that one book that came out that was about, oh God, I hate when I do this. That one book that came out that was about trees, but it won the Pulitzer. Yeah. The Overstory by Richard Powers. Yeah. Yeah. The Over, yes. Yeah. yeah. So that one would be an example of environmental fiction. Um, I think Annie Dillard writes environmental fiction too. Yeah. So um,
0: I would think things that like you could that. also expand this maybe to be about um like, climate fiction if you wanted to mm-hmm. um yeah. oh, i would yeah. think what was that You're <laughs> not i'm gonna do it the jenny awful book we read um weather weather yes. yeah um so yeah anything like that um may is uh recommended by a favorite author i think this one is maybe my favorite one of the year um so if um, if you need help, I can point to different things. I can't remember what that website was. I sent you an email um that had uh a list. Oh, I think it was like desert island books or something um mm. but um you know anytime like an author is interviewed for first stuff and they are asked to give recommendations for what they've been reading um so you can usually find that sort of thing um, online, uh, or an author's inspirations, etc. I always love to look at what my favorite contemporary authors are reading and or have read. um, Because that is how you find the stuff that not everybody is reading because they know they know the good stuff. So um, yes, really thrilled for that one.
1: Yeah. Uh June is a book about a doppelganger or twins, so we both read Naomi Klein's Doppelganger book. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, And anyway, in it, she writes a lot about she references a ton of like books and movies and media that are about doppelgangers. And I that was some of my favorite parts of that book, I guess, because it's just a discussion of art. Mm -hmm. And so and also June, I think, is one of the months for like Gemini. Oh, yeah. People. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot about that. There's a lot of horror movies, obviously, about doppelgangers or twins or clones can be in this too for sure um but yeah that's june
0: exciting um that one's fun and july is to read a book written 20 years before you were born um we have done different prompts that work with like kind of specific years of publishing um either the year you were born or last year we did a book published in a year ending in three. Um, and so the ways to find those, you can usually find like um, I think I think it's like literature of year. There's usually Wikipedia pages for it. There's always mm-hmm. like Goodreads lists for specific years if you're looking for specific years. Um and so you can you can usually find stuff like that with a pretty um, easy Google search um, and and it's not too hard to find but um, and, you know I just uh, as as time passes on and and these kids these days uh I keep being born and um, going back to fashions that we wore when we were children um, and and calling it very <laughs> fashionable, I thought, you know what let's go back to the for you and I the sixties, I guess so yeah. (laughs)
1: yeah it's also a way we like reading older books so this is just sort of a way to make sure that we get to pick (laughs) yes not a not contemporary you know just released last year we love
0: to encourage the backlist here so yes (laughs) yeah
1: Uh, So August is a book that won a translation award. Okay, this one is not interesting. We're running (laughs) out of things to think of for prompts. But August is Books and Translation Month. And so any book that won any translation award ever (laughs) You know, pick one of those that's going to be it's going to be good no matter what.
0: And here we're always going to be reading books in translation anyway. So this is our opportunity to make sure that we get it as though like we probably won't be reading any for any of the prompts. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Uh, September is to read a book by a celebrity. So that can be. Um, that could be a memoir that could be, uh, it could be a cookbook if you really wanted it to be. Um, but it it could also be like, um, Model Land. Here's your opportunity to read Model Land if you haven't.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think with this one, I really wanted us, I miss reading like just fun books. Like we are talking, like you said about Daughters of Eve, it's going to be campy. This is a month I was just like, let's read some like goofy books. I mean mine will probably be somebody's ghost written like horror novel or something, you know? (laughs) Um,
0: And yeah, you're
1: next. Oh, I'm next. Um, October. This is genre Gothic monster vampire. This is also not anything unique or new, but it's Halloween. We like to read Halloweeny type books in October. So yes, that's that.
0: Um, November is to read a book about a lost city or civilization. Um that should be fairly self explanatory, I suppose. But you know, you just kinda gotta keep those spooky vibes going into November.
1: I think too it it connects well with like nonfiction November because you could read about, you know, yeah. the cities of the Aztecs and things like that. For sure. Um, yeah. And then December is your own definition of a cozy read. If you like the cozy mysteries, go for it. If your idea of cozy is like Clive Barker's um, whatever. What is the Hellraiser? Yeah. The original (laughs) story. If that's it, whatever you find like curled up on your couch with a blanket cozy.
0: Could be a nostalgia read, whatever you. Yes.
1: Read old old Judy Bloom. Yeah. boxcar children that <laughs> yeah. might be a little too young but <laughs> uh, you know
0: what read a few of them
1: <laughs> yeah yeah do whatever you find whatever makes you feel cozy
0: yeah um and that gets us through the entire year if you uh are planning on doing the challenge um, you can follow us on Instagram, and you can tag us in your posts about the books. We'd love to see what you're reading. You can add your reads to the StoryGraph Challenge um, and give other people, you know, some help on on finding um, finding titles that work for each uh, prompt. And that's really helpful too. And it's also a way for us to see what everyone's doing. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to another year of uh, prompted reading. <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> all right well thanks for listening to the bookstore
0: um right that's how the podcast usually ends um
1: <laughs> i don't know but this time we're just gonna say goodbye yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can find all of the ways to contact us at thebookstorepodcast.com and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's probably good enough. You can check out the show notes for all of the links for, for this stuff.
1: For everything. And we all will
0: right. see you shortly. Bye-bye. See you next
1: year. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>